Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss England have won the third test match saw in the preview that I thought that they would win this one and it was very much a topsy-turvy game again just like the other two have been it's been incredible to watch um yeah very thankful to see such high quality test cricket and this is exactly what you like this type of scoreline the 263 to two to 237 there in the first innings and then 224 and seven down chasing to get 254 uh, was cracking work there from from the English batsman and, and a stat that I only just found out yesterday was that the third and fourth innings there um, in in these test in the test matches in Leeds here have been the highest scoring innings there, which is very very interesting. So what that shows basically is the two twenty four from Australia was a mistake. They they did make a bunch of mistakes there and um, shows that you know, you got to give give credit to England there to be able to get Australia out for two twenty four in. Yeah, what seemed like pretty good conditions. And, yeah, when you look back at it, you go, okay, well, Marnus and Smithy gave away their wicket. Kawaja yeah, had, a, had a decent ball. They had two guys there leaving or trying to leave and getting out there in, in Marsh and Kerry. So there were mistakes that, that were made um, to take some of those wickets. Obviously, it's, obviously, there is some luck involved. And, yeah, even if you say in England's second innings there, Johnny Besto, he ended up chopping on. And, uh, yeah, so luck goes both ways there. And, and you just look at that and you go, there's way too many low scores. There's a 43, a 33 from Kawaja and Labashain, uh, 28 from Marsh. And, and one of those guys needed to go on to get that 70 or 80 or, or even the 100 there. Travis Head did everything he could. It could have been a lot worse. They could have been all out for under 200 and it becomes a much easier chase there. But all the credit does have to go to England, especially their, their bowlers. You know, you've got Harry Brook with a cracking innings there of 75 just to get them over the line. So they've got an 80 from Stokes and a 75 in the, in the first innings and a 75 from Harry in the second innings there just to, just to help anchor the innings and get them over the line. But the all the credit does have to go to the bowlers. And you do see um, in the summary that you've got there Mark Wood with being player of the match. 5 for 34 in the first innings and 2 for 66 to go along with a 24 and yeah, game winning at the end. 16 not out of 8 balls, which is very impressive. So... Uh, he's one of those guys that I said in the full preview for the Ashes that one of those guys is not currently averaging well in England. And I think this is probably the fittest you, you've you've seen him. He did have a, a spell of bowling where he's bowled quicker. But the fittest, the happiest, the best, I think he's bowled. 
the sheer pace, but obviously just that late movement as well has been absolutely essential for him to get those wickets and and to bowl in a pretty good clip, but you know a, a pretty good economy rate as well, which is a big thing for these these fast guys. A lot of time the Australians will you know they if, as long as they can get through the good ball, they can get fours uh, very very comfortably. And that just wasn't the case in in that you know in those innings there. He ended up going for a bit of tap there at the end for, with Travis Head. Before that, he said he was ten overs one uh, none for twelve. Um, you know going at under four and over where you look at. A few of the Australian bowlers there, they were going for well into the fours there. You see a 2.9 in that first innings there, where you look at even Pat Cummins, like bowling really, really well, but uh, you know, six for 91, going at five and over there in that one. And uh, you know, Starkey's going at fours. And then in the second innings there, same thing, like Pat's bowling really, really well, but going at five. So that does really just make a difference in, in terms of building that pressure. It's really something that Boland has struggled struggled with in all of these test matches since you know um, since since coming over to England there the World Test Championship and then the two test matches he's played here in the Ashes just the economy rate hasn't been there and he's been giving away that one or two bad balls and over and that's something that Wood wasn't doing uh, in these two test matches so my hat goes off to to Mark it's it's the best I've seen him play. Um, and he's going to be really important going forward. They must play him unless he gets injured for sure. Just wanted to, to shout out to to Chris Wokes as well. So we ended up getting 32 not out in that second innings. He picked up a 10, I believe, in the first, 10 off 10. We hit the six in that on that one. But, but his bowling was super important. As we spoke about throughout these four days, that three for 73 off the 17 in the first, so his ability to bowl a large amount of overs, and then 18 overs, three for 68 in that second innings. And not going too... Yeah, you know, too crazy with his economy rate as well, under four in that one. So, yeah, spoke about him. Yeah, he's one of those ones that's really come to fruition in, in how I spoke about him and thinking that he should be in this test team. I was saying Mark Wood probably shouldn't just based off averages, but you look at Wokes and he was averaging 22 of the ball, 32 of the bat, and that just completely was on show in this one, hitting that 32 not out um, to hit his average and then the three for in both innings. So he was super important and, and him and Wood there. To go along with Broad, just continues to be the anchor of this bowling attack. Did an incredible job there, for sure. So, yeah, I feel like the Australians bowling in the second innings, there was nothing really wrong with it. I think they they were they, they were pretty good for the most part. England batted really well and it shows Harry when he can when he can take his time, when he can hit the right balls. A few of them he kind of he swung at that weren't on a great length. Um and yeah, he got away with it. He didn't get out. He didn't nick it. Um, and that's what St. Crawley seems to be doing. I was saying to the old man last night that uh, I think, yeah, Brooke is just a, a better Crawley uh, at this point. Like, have that very expansive. They play on the up. They play have all these types of shots in their game. But Brooke just seems better, uh, for sure. Crawley's a little bit more loose um, and can hit more, yeah, hit a, a larger range. Uh, he can hit a shorter range than what, than what Harry Brooke can. So, yeah, a massive innings in his career, Harry. Burst onto the scene, but he hadn't faced any anything like Australia. Um, and he's had he's had his days. This is the first time he's really gone on with it, uh, rather than getting a forty odd. And that's where you know Crawley comes into some issues. But they did win this Test match, and I think going forward, he, him, Ben Duckett, these gonna are gonna be these are the two guys that need to really anchor this innings. One of them needs to get a score. You'd imagine in each innings for them to do really well, especially with Root. Like we spoke about Root having you know needing a big Test match here, and he got nineteen and also twenty one. It's not exactly needed again, which is, again, is good signs. Like we spoke about in the first test with Marnus and Smithy missing out. That second one, uh, you know, with Smithy going really well, allowed them to win fairly comfortably. And then in this one again, you know, Smithy struggled there in the, in the second innings with two, Marnus and 33, and there was 21 and 22 in the first. So again, nowhere near their averages. 
And if it wasn't for Mitch Marsh, that England could have dominated this test match um, and won it much quicker than they did. So let's look at um, Todd Murphy and, and his role as well. So he said Scott, as he said, didn't bowl as well as we would have hoped. Starkey's been really good. Obviously got plenty of wickets in that second innings there. Pat plenty in the first. So those two, they'll keep their spot for sure. Mitch Marsh, he will keep his spot just for his ability to bat. But obviously yeah, getting a wicket in each of the innings has been really, really important as well. But the 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 amount of use they've had for Todd Murphy, very, very low. So you end up getting that wicket uh, of Stokes in the first innings, but their reluctance, reluctance to use him, especially yesterday, I think was a little bit of a mistake in the end. Yes, it's a little bit hindsight, but with about 70 or 80 runs to go, it should have been very easy to have one pace guy going. And then as soon as that, they end up changing the ball and it, it did actually swing a fair bit more, which was interesting for about four or five overs. And once that went away, I really think they needed to get uh, get Murphy on and give him a chance because they just weren't, like in that first innings, they hardly bowled him uh, until, yeah, it was late in the day. He played about three or so overs there to, to Stokes at the end, three or four, um, in, a, in a really tough environment when Stokes was kind of you know, demolishing him. Uh, and then this one, he bowled one before lunch and then you know, got one after. And just never really gave himself a chance to get into the innings. For someone who's he's a really good bowler, they, they, Pat just didn't show any faith in him at all. So I actually doubt he gets picked in this next test. I get there's a lot of bounce, there's a lot going on there, but you even see some of the balls that Moen Ali was bowling in the first innings, and he was getting a bunch of bounce. And, you know, Todd, I personally think at this stage of his career anyway, that he is a better spinner than Moen. So, yeah, just the underutilization of Todd. Yeah, they may as well, if, if Cam Green's back and fit, they may as well bring him in. Um, and I imagine Scott Bowen will get changed for Hazelwood as well. So, yeah, I suppose uh, for an Aussie fan's perspective, it's not great that, that they lost and it, it's, you know, they're up 2-1 now. But for the game and for the Ashes as a, as a spectacle, it's absolutely great for viewing there, having the Australians up 2-1. Moving on to the fourth test, um, yeah, with a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement around. At least this test was all just about cricket. Thank goodness there was no, there was nothing, no, you know, no crap going on. Um, you know, afterwards, and hopefully they're, they're moved on from the from the more of the booing and, and everything like that. And we just get a good, enjoyable yeah, fourth test. Because if England can win that, it goes two all into into the final test. It would be incredible. And, and you know, if the Aussies win, they, they just you can really feel that they've earned it. You know, being able to go up 3-1 would be amazing to, to retain the Ashes that way. So I really hope you enjoyed that. I hope you're enjoying all of my updates. And we have a little bit of a break until the fourth test now, especially with the, you know, the extra day of rest that they get, and all these guys deserve it. They've been amazing. So thank you for tuning in. Um, really appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next test.